Ready? One. 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 one two. Three. What? One. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today is October seventh, and it's a Wednesday. You know, listen. I, 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 for, for the starting, I just want to say, hi, Chris. How was your week? <laughs> All right. Um, I think we already started. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. I just asked you how your how your week was. Oh right. Yes, that was part of it. Um, okay, so just I want to be clear from what we just did, and that is, so this morning I I want to just tell you what happened to me this morning. Right, so I, last night I laid out I laid out all my stuff like my little microphone so we could do this first podcast, and I had um, all my old equipment like all my. And it's all like rock and roll leftover equipment. So it's like wires and cables and going microphones. And it's all ancient. Like some of the cables are, they're cracking. They're so bad. And they got exposed oh, copper, right? Oh, and I'm like, that's, I'm that, hoping not, this will work. <laughs> but if it doesn't, you know, I got some of these. Is that safe? I, well, no. Well, it's so funny. Okay, let's just go on the it's not safe thing. So yeah, I, my oldest that. son, he plays bass, right? So. <laughs> It's something he started recently, and so it's like this pandemic thing. Okay, what are we going to do while we're home every day? I'm like, hey, let's learn how to be rock stars. That's what I decided. So I pull out all this equipment from my college days, and my son keeps going, I really want to play bass, but it keeps shocking me. Yikes. Yeah, so like he puts his hand on the strings where the bottom of the bass is, right? And it starts just shocking him. I go, oh my God. I go, it's a long way to the top, man. You got to be tough if you want to rock and roll. So that just kind of shows you how old my Christopher, I think you have to die. I think you have to make the music first and then die. Then you become a rock god. You can't die and then make the music. Well, you're right. You're right. Absolutely right. So anyway, so I'm pulling out all this equipment. like, okay, what can we use for this first podcast? Because I got a lot of equipment. I don't really think I need to buy anything. Anyways... I end up walking out the door with borrowed equipment from my oldest son. So I got his, his ear pods, his extension wires, and all this junk. And of course, when we get here, neither my old stuff nor the new stuff works. And so now we're stuck using just the computer microphone. So you just, you are talking into it. All right. Straight in, yeah, just straight into the computer, just about as lame as possible. Yeah, that is pretty bad. At least I'm talking to my phone via my earbuds. I almost said AirPods. Uh, yeah, I said fake AirPods. You have fake AirPods. Yeah, fake AirPods. Uh, so I was telling you earlier about my nephew who sells uh, sells knockoffs. And what's so funny is... Read? Uh, what's that? Is this a sponsor read? Sponsor read? Yeah, as in our sponsors. He's, uh, he's sponsoring us. No, he's not. So I'm not going to tell you what brand they are. <laughs> oh, that's good. We can charge him after... We, we, we do the sponsor read and then we charge them, right? I don't like know if, how it works. If we do a sponsor read for, say, Google, we can just invoice them. I see. Or Apple. Let's do one for Apple. Well, I know his company does a lot of sponsoring, and that's kind of funny in itself that's because. Fantastic. What's that? That's fantastic. He, he can send us a check. One. I wonder how yeah. long it takes. The day my nephew sends me a check. <laughs> I do have, you know, do, I don't want to do it now, but do you want to talk about names for the show? Oh yeah, we can do it now. Okay, no, I don't want to do it now because I actually wanted the way I wanted to start the show. We're just saying, "Hi, Christopher. How was your week?" Well, my week went well. Well, that's like that's a little cliche, though, right? Yeah, well, I thought you'd have something interesting to say. If you don't, that's fine. So next, <laughs> really, what I, I put that on the list for was because 
I wanted to point out the fact that I'm James. Oh, right. And you're Christopher. That's right. I'm Christopher. There's a deeper level, deep, deeper level here. You think I'm just... My point being is most people named James just say, yeah, call me Jim. No. <laughs> I'm a James. Please call. I don't care, really. I, I had a professor who asked me, like, every week if I prefer James or Jim. And I always would say James, and he would call me Jim anyway. I don't really care, but... You gave him the wrong answer, that's you why. You are the same way, because you're a Christopher. No one says Christopher. <laughs> Everyone wants to call you Chris. They do. But you want to be Christopher. Well, I, God, it's funny. Women tend to call me Christopher. Hmm. Um, and I don't know why. It's something about maybe they had a memory with a crappy Chris in the past. Huh. Somebody they dated that like you know just really screwed them over or something. And like, okay, so he's not Chris. He's Christopher. So he's different. Or it's the opposite. They know a nice Chris and they don't want to separate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, jerky Christopher over here. Now, there, there was a joke on 30 Rock about this, actually. Um, uh, I, I can't remember. Alec, yeah, Alec Baldwin's character is talking about interior designer he's working with, and he says, oh, and he wants to be James, because you know I can't remember exactly how he says it. He says it very funny, and I can't do that because I'm not Alec Baldwin. But he's, he's basically, he's, oh, if, if a James wants to be a James, it's because he's gay. Otherwise, he'd be Jim. Oh, right. So I was wondering, it's probably the same thing with Christopher. Well, I know we, in Spanish... Well, is, are we gay? Well... That's a whole other topic, but I know in Spanish, my name is translated to Cristobal. We have a dog here who wants in on the conversation. Get away, Cleo. Everybody loves dogs. If your dog can talk, then we do really well. Anyways, and I was told several times by several sources a few years ago that Cristobal is a name of a gay person in Mexico. And I thought... Huh, that's interesting. God damn, that's a whole new lifestyle we have open to us. Well, you know, it's in, I'll tell you. Okay, so I I don't know if you know this, but I used to live in Hollywood pretty regular mm-hmm. for a few years. And I, when I mean regular, I mean like I moved around a lot. So I would move to an area. Yeah, transit. We yeah, talk about yeah, that I'm a transit. <laughs> so anyways, I had met this uh, German girl um, at a wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> Believe it or not. So we became actually friends. It wasn't like a dating situation, though, you know, whatever. But we were, we were pretty good friends. And so one day I go, you know, I know Hollywood pretty well. Let's go to some clubs. And we're, we're driving by this place. It's got this huge line. I'm like, you know, I've never been to that club before. Let's go in. So the line was pretty long, but not terribly long. This is like in the time period where people actually wait in line to go see rock bands. Anyways. And, and so I, I wait in line and we finally get in and the place is like, I mean, it is packed. I've never seen so many people so close to each other, just having good dancing and having a good time. And she says to me, she goes, why did you bring me to a gay bar? Yeah. <laughs> and I go, what? So I, I go like, very seriously and very businesslike. I walk to the dance floor and Sure enough, there are just all kinds of men, like no shirts on. I just thought it was a party place and there were no women there. I go, ah, holy, you know, whatever. And so next thing I know, I I don't have a clear answer for her. And I just tried to explain. And she spoke pretty good English, but it wasn't like perfect English. You know what I mean? And so I'm trying to explain that 
oh, you know, this is just kind of, I'm trying to be cool about it, but I'm not. I'm not cool about it. I'm looking like an idiot, obviously. And then, so most of, have you ever been to a gay bar? Yes. Okay. Most of the guys are fairly good looking, I would say, generally speaking. And But I'm sitting with this German girl and I'm kind of just finishing my drink with her now. And this guy comes up to me to hit on me. And you know who he is? He's like a hundred years old, has hair down to his knees, like some kind of hippie dude, and like is hitting on me. And I'm like, and all the guys here, why the old hippie dude? <laughs> why is that? Guess you have a type, Christopher. <laughs> Go get it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, but to be clear, you didn't really want to be hit, by, hit on by no, anybody. No, no, but you know. But you were offended that the wrong person hit on you. I just, you know, you, you make certain, you, you think you, there's you stereotypes think in your mind, right? You think you have some value in the gay community, and I guess you don't. <laughs> I, you have certain stereotypes. This is a long time ago, and things were a little bit different the way most people I can, All I can say, Christopher, is that as a man, I'm not attracted to you. <laughs> well, I'm glad about that, James. <laughs> Well, anyways, the short of it is, uh, that was a very unusual experience for him, but it was was the first time I'd ever been around as a straight male growing up in a time period where there was like a, you know, no one really knew what the gay community was like unless you were actually in the gay community, which I was not. So it was kind of an eye-opener for me. I really, you know, I had no idea how things... It's I only funny, saw know, what was on the TV, and the TV never really portrayed yeah, things it was, it was very nicely. Well, you know, when we're growing, wait, hang on a second. Let's just put things in perspective. I'm nearly fifty, and you're like what, seventy or something? <laughs> so we're old people. But yeah, that, that, I grew up in a time when gays were being accepted, and it was long past the point. Well, not it actually wasn't that long past the point where homosexual acts were illegal. Um, but I do remember, I, I was, I, growing up in high school, I, I thought of myself as, quote, a progressive person, open-minded and whatnot. And I got to college, and I remember my RA, reg, resident, resident assistant, sitting us down one night after something happened in Providence, uh, some news, newsworthy thing. Um, and he says, so you know, I'm gay. And I'm like, that was the first, person, first time I'd ever heard anyone say that. And I, I, I knew he was gay. But to actually hear that was, it, it put me back on my heels for a second. It's like, I guess I'm not as progressive as I thought I was, because that really surprised me. Well, that's, that's, funny. that's almost exactly what happened to me. So, um, I used to work in art stores all through my early 20s. Me too. We are gay. <laughs> right. Well, so, but the thing is, is that I, I came from Phoenix, Arizona, and being gay just wasn't acceptable back in the late 80s, early 90s. So, um, so I move, now I live in LA and I'm working at art stores and I, obviously there's a gay community and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm really getting to be really good chums with the manager, right? We're sitting there, there's the two of us late at night, counting out the cash drawers in the little teeny dark booth. And, you know, we're locking up every night together cause we're the closing shift and it's, and, and, um, Anyways, we start hanging out once in a while after, and then one day I'm sitting there swapping stories that I had no business discussing with anybody. They were private matters, but they were like, you know, about what young men do when they're dating and whatnot. Anyways, so he turns to me and says exactly the same thing. He goes, you know, we've been talking all this time. You know I'm gay, right? And I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) 
goes, I think it's pretty obvious. I'm like, probably to everybody else. <laughs> I had no, you know, I just, I don't, I didn't, I didn't have like the, what they call that thing, the, uh, Gator. Gator. I didn't have that. No. Well, I, I think, I think the it were just that, people. And so, uh, the other thing that speaks to about us is that aside from being old, we're also kind of dumb. <laughs> or we just don't care. Like it, being gay, did, I, you know, I did what we didn't care. It didn't matter to us. I so that's part of it. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it because, um, as I live, and this is so funny, the difference between living in Phoenix and LA, I found myself often because when you're in the art community and, or if you're and I was in the music community also, they, they're in, they're all, there's gays all over. So when, <laughs> well, it, it's true. The gay community is really entwined in the art community. Am I, am I wrong? So something, it, it's more, it, I think the percentage is higher, but it's not like overrun. I, I've, I don't know. I don't know. I've, anybody, I've painted my whole life. I've had multiple ga- failed galleries. So I've had a lot of exposure. I've been in the art world on both sides as, as an artist, quote artist. I don't call myself an artist, but as a painter and as a gallery owner. And yes, there is a higher percentage of um, gays in that community and homosexuals. I'm not sure what the correct term is because it, you know I'm talking about both genders now. Um, but it's not, it's not significantly higher. That's been my, has been my experience. Of course, I was in, my, my first gallery was in Houston. I'm not sure if that played. Of course, Houston was a pretty progressive town, especially. For really, Texas. that surprises me. Well, for Texas, well, being in and, Texas, and, and based on the where sodomy is like in those days, you know, you go to jail for. A long well, again, time. no, sodomy was legalized. I think. Well, not. Oh, was? But it was it was decriminalized. I think in the '60s or the '70s. Oh, interesting! I didn't I know think, that. I don't know. Someone's going to have to look that up. It's not going to be me because uh, yeah. <laughs> that's not a subject matter I want to look heavily into. We could ask Google, but that seems like it'd be too much work. <laughs> Plus, I don't want Google knowing that I'm asking. That's exactly what I was thinking. I don't want. I don't know. It's a strange world. What, what kind of ads am I going to get after that? <laughs> I like how the air conditioning how unit is so gays? loud. I don't know. It was the this art is, community. This is not on the list. No, it's not on the list. I have a show notes. I, I like actually prepared for this. Well, I did too. Okay. All right. Anyways. Well, here's I shared my document with you so that we could have more documents. Some, I guess that's not going to work. Is that too much for you? It might be. I, I am appreciating the the air conditioning unit oh. overpowering along with the... Uh, oh, the lawnmower? Is that a lawnmower or one of those blowing... It's some kind of device. I call them uh, air polluters. It's just machines that go out and make pollution for no reason. Nobody drives anywhere. No, no products are being made. Just kicking up dust for all of us to breathe. You can get electric versions of all that stuff now. Of what? Uh, yard equipment. No, and I actually I do not own any any machines that take care of the lawn that are not electric. Oh, really? Oh. I can't stand fuel. Uh, the dealing with the changing of the oil, the smell, a, running down the gas station every time I want to try to mow yeah. the lawn. Do you need a um, uh, trimmer? Because I have a trimmer. I can't remember the brand. It's, it's, I think it's Home Depot's brand. And the battery died. So, like, the battery is the most expensive. Well, I don't use part. battery; it's plugged in. That, that's oh, yeah. the sacrifice of having electric equipment. Instead of going to the gas station from the time, you end up buying electric parts <laughs> from time to time because you either run them over or you're <laughs> you're doing your shrub. How are you not electrocuted? <laughs> okay, yeah. so did I tell you the story? I got hit by lightning one time. Oh my god! I'm sure you did, but you know it's so hard to remember your story. <laughs> so, I bring the family up to Bryce, right? 
and there's signs everywhere that say uh, be careful of lightning stay in your car you know all these kind of warnings but it's pretty blue right and so we're at the top of this big tourist area where you can look over this beautiful beautiful canyon and there's all these tourists there and uh, we're looking out and I talked to my my boys who are like scouters and I'm like looking at them very seriously. I go, you see those uh, lightning clouds that are, you know, they look the lightning way in the distance there and see how dark they are. Do you know lightning can travel miles and miles? And before I finished that sentence, lightning came across the sky and this little area was kind of like the bow of a ship. It comes uh-huh. right off the bow. All, everybody, my family, including everybody else, kind of get knocked out for like a microsecond. Wow. And we buckle our knees. No one actually falls on the ground, but you could just, everybody, you could, you could go like a roller coaster. You know, you, everybody kind of drops. And it was just dead silent. And we're all just looking at each other. And then my youngest son, all of a sudden, just screams, uh, just wails out, Mom! or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but it was just crazy loud, breaking the silence. And there was a, a group of tourists nearby kind of at the very edge and everybody had got shocked it's like anyways he let out that that yell and it was like uh a herd had been disrupted in the middle of the night and a stampede came running at us and it wasn't like a terribly lot of people but i it was a good 25 30 people wow and it was like the movies they were i had to grab my son they were like pushing us out of the way and they were not from the States, so I think that might have had something to do with it, but uh, that they were in a strange element, and they weren't, I don't know, whatever it was, but I had to pull my kids and my wife off to the side while they bellowed past us, and now it's just the five of us, you know, and we're just sitting there, I have five in the family, looking at everybody gone, and my wife's like, let's get out of here. I'm like, well, let me never see that twice. Wow. <laughs> You really are asking for it, aren't you? <laughs> anyway, I know how we got on the gay thing because I actually brought it up with our names, but I didn't. Expect, oh, right, our I names. Didn't, I didn't expect it to get that far in the weeds. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think we offended anybody, did we? Uh, I don't. I'm I hope we didn't offend I'm my gay friends. <laughs> They're going to say like, uh, "What's he talking about?" <laughs> Being offended is like a national pastime. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can walk down the street and just, you know. Speaking of offensive, Trump and COVID. That was fun. This week, Trump got and recovered from COVID. (laughs) All in two days, right? A couple days. I think it was two or three days. I remember, though, I was talking to my mother and um, I was saying, yeah, this is before he was out of the hospital. I was saying, yeah, he's going to recover. A, because he just seems like he's, I don't want to say tough, but uh, I mean, he's tough. I mean, he's got, he's old. He's like 106 or something. What is he, 70, 80? I don't even know. I don't remember how old he is. He's pretty old. But he's still, you know, walking around and talking. So he's got some... And he, he, you can say what you want about the guy, but he's pretty quick-witted. I mean, you may not like what he says, and he may be fumbling as he speaks, but it's usually a pretty strong, quick insult. Well, that part of it is <laughs> speaking requires energy, and he's always very good at speaking. Yeah. Yeah, so no, he's yeah, got yeah. some level of um, resilience. So I figured that... It has nothing to do that he has plus, the best medical... Well, I was going to say. <laughs> the best 
And he's taking experimental drugs that no one else gets to take. He has, you know, he gets flown to the goddamn, gets flown to the hospital. There's no check-in process. He just, he gets flown to the hospital, and he's immediately in. There's no waiting in the emergency room. You know, if you go to the emergency room to see if you have COVID, and you wait six hours to see if you get to get tested, see if they even let you get tested. If you didn't have COVID before, yeah, you went, you got you're going to have it now. Yeah. And then they're going to, you know, it's going to take a couple of days to get admitted. And <laughs> so anyway, it's just, it's just kind of funny. Uh, well, I, I, but I'm like, okay, I'm glad he's feeling better. But I, you know, I, I, I don't like his policies, if you can even call them policies. I try not to hate people, though. So I try not to hate him as a person. <laughs> um, but I do wonder if my, if my feeling on that would be different if I knew someone who had died from COVID. Like, oh, I, right, I wonder, right. like, you know, if my mother had died from COVID, if I would be as generous, or if I, I think I'd be more like, well, really wanting him to die is a bit of revenge. Which is not helpful or healthy, but no. you gotta admit, I think that's probably how I'd be. Well, the thing is about this virus, I was just on a phone conversation with, which is strange enough, which is my neighbor's which, I, nice guy, but his brother and I seem to have hit it off, so we have a lot of the same interests. Anyways, he lost... Is he gay too? <laughs> he's not. Not that I'm aware of. I, I don't know. He has been married a couple times, so maybe. I, I have no idea. But anyways, he lost one of his high school buddies, um, and he lost a casual acquaintance from where he used to live wow. before he moved um, down into Phoenix, and he won't leave his house except to see his brother and he won't leave his house um, with, I mean, he'll go, he'll go to the grocery store, but he's got like the gloves and the mask on, right? He does not want to get sick. And then you have guys like me who have had several people get sick, some of them elderly and no big deal. Right? So I'm like, the fear factor is really low. So like my, my step-grandmother got it from her sister and her brother-in-law. And they were all very, very sick for three weeks. But the truth of the matter is, it was a very bad experience. But they've had worse experiences. They've had, uh, my, I know my great-grandmother, she, she had uh, pneumonia once, and she had a heart problem once. And she was, you know, <clears throat> so this was nothing compared to some of the things she had been through. And I think... Okay, so not a big deal. <laughs> well, it depends on who you are and how you get it and the spread. Yeah, a lot of variables. And and that's another thing. So I was actually, we I was just talking to an installer the other day about this, and I, I think the conclusion for America is uh, we did a half-assed lockdown, which so it didn't really stop the spread. It slowed it down, which is a good thing, because you know I don't know I was tracking the uh, hospitalizations. And it was getting pretty full for Did a while. you do like the spread, like the, some people doing the spreadsheet? No, no, I was oh. just watching. No, actually yeah. our state, Arizona, had a really good tracking system for it. And, they, and you can see you can see what it is today and you can see, you know, they also have the historical and they can show, you know, it was up over 90% at one point, you know, filling with the beds. Uh, so it was good that we, we, we what's that, um, leveled the curve, whatever they call it, I can't remember what I just said two minutes ago. Uh, but, you know, we did it kind of half-assed, so we didn't stop it. You know, that was the, the, the idea of a lockdown is that everybody stops, no interaction, the virus dies out, and it's gone. If the virus dies out and there's no interaction, it's gone, and you can just go back to being normal. But we did a half-assed job of it, so 
we still have a lot of transmissions and we've got the worst of both worlds. We have the virus and we have the effects of, a, of the lockdown, which has been kind of a disaster. So, you know, 20, hindsight being 2020, it's easy to say that, but I think, and you know, in the coming months, as people go back inside, uh, I especially worry about the northern states where it's starting to get cooler and people, you know, it's one thing during the summer, you can be outside and go to the, do whatever you want and be socially distanced, but once we go back inside, and COVID, if COVID's still around, it's going to spring back up. Now, the treatments have gotten a lot better, so I think the uh, fatality rate will go down. But uh, Well, with any luck, though, the uh, climate change will keep heating up the planet. We won't have to go inside in the summer. <laughs> well, for us in Phoenix, that's going to be a little bit more of a problem. Well, my brother-in-law, you know, as you know, he lives in the UK, so... Um, he told me there has been there was snow a year and a half ago, whatever that was during that winter, and he hadn't seen snow in like six years in the areas where he grew up. So I, I jokingly talk about the plant warming, but really, if we keep having these in the summers, I mean, that's going to help out slowing down the virus. Well, it didn't really slow the virus down. I, I, only because it only slows down because we were a little bit further apart because we were outside. Well, you know that it, it didn't magically disappear in April, as some, as some, i.e., Trump predicted. Yeah. Well, and that's right. We're talking politics. <laughs> oh, we're not supposed to do that. I don't know. We can't. <laughs> what do you got to get to work? I mean, eventually. No, now you're just lying to, to end it. <laughs> you already bored me. God damn it, Chris. Defer. <laughs> This is the problem. I have to I keep putting on the defer on the end of Chris. Well, I just want to call you Chris because who in the right mind wants to call me call Christopher? That's so are much we back on the main thing again. All no. I have to say is, I've been here for an over an hour, and you made me a very nice cup of coffee, but it was not filled to the top. <laughs> I yeah. asked you how much you wanted. Well, I based on the fact that we have been having coffee every morning for at least a month now, if not longer. Have you seen the size of my cup? I was cup? surprised that you didn't want the full full size. You you said you wanted the middle okay. size. Do you know why I said middle? For the okay, so let's be let's be clear so everyone knows what we're talking about. We're talking about coffee. what the device you have. Oh, I have a Keurig. Which yes. is, I know it's evil. I don't care. Shut up. All right. So okay, I'm not going to go into that. But but I used to have one. I didn't want one. I told everybody not to get me one, and someone said you don't know how much you're going to love it, so you get it. But what they didn't realize is those little packets, that, that's not enough coffee for me. What am I going to go through a whole box of packets in a day? No. So I just want to make, I just want to get up in the morning. I just want to make a pot of coffee and drink whatever I please that day and not have to worry about remaking it. I, I want to do the work once and be done. Anyways, the problem with those little packets is... If you make it, it's it's a, it's a packet. So if there's more coffee, it just means it's going to be. A cup. It's a curry cup. They're called K cups. K cups. Okay. So if you make more coffee, it doesn't make the coffee the same. It's like watered down. No, this one does a pretty good job of making it even. Oh, okay. Well, the one I used to have was crap then because I would only put it on the small or the medium because the large just meant like my grandfather's old style <laughs> coffee, which looked like a little darker than tea. And uh, and he drank that all day, and who cared? It was hardly any coffee in there. You know, so anyways, that's that's the thing. That's why I ask, 
for me when not because I didn't want tons of coffee. It's just that. It just well, the other thing is that it also has a button to um, brew it a little bit stronger. So if you go full, oh, like, well, you didn't tell me that. Well, I did say I make it, it as dark as possible. That was code for make it strong as possible. Okay, well, I'll burn it next time. Yeah, burn it. And we can do another one now if you want. Okay, all right. Let's go for another coffee and we'll do this again next week. Okay. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't you see me? Pick a boo. Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want. Yes. Is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. Warm. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's made from beer. Brown. Make it hot. Make it hot. Make it very, very hot. Coffee. Coffee.